0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. In this revival service in the past one year, I have been talking about the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me, educate my people to understand about my Holy Spirit. And how to walk with the Holy Spirit. Because it's a very important part of their life. The fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And not only that the Lord spoke to me, but because in my own personal experience, I became a Christian about 30-something years ago from Buddhism. And in the first maybe 15 years or so, I tried to be a good Christian. I studied the Bible, served the Lord as a pastor, try to do everything to please the Lord. But I was struggling. The word of God, John chapter ten, verse ten say Jesus came to give life and give it more abundantly. I did not see that. I thought that all the scripture, all the promises in the Bible are just theory or just concept. But it will never happen to real life. Struggling, struggling, dry, lack of faith, the ministry was so dry. Until one day the Lord really led me to meet the presence of the Holy Spirit. And after that day on, I kept pressing in to be filled and to live in the presence of the Holy Spirit. My life has been changed. And I want to tell you the truth that even today, right now, standing here, I felt much higher in the Spirit than last year. I felt thicker presence of God on my body. And I now see that John chapter 10, verse 10 is real. Abundant life. The life of victory. You can study the word. You can have good service on the Sunday. You can have good preaching. You can have good fellowship. But if you don't know how to walk with the Holy Spirit, you're missing a big part. It's like a boat. You can have such a good boat, well built with the rudder, which means the word of God. But if you don't have the propeller or the sail, that the wind can push the boat forward, that boat will never go anywhere. That's what most Christians are missing. Missing the infilling and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to keep talking about this in a revival service to convince you. I'm talking about the real life, practicality. And I want what I preach today to be a real part of your life, to be a reality, not just letter on the book called the Bible, but it will jump out into you and become a real life to you. I want every single verse in the Bible to be real in our daily life. Amen. Today, I will read many scriptures. And the purpose of teaching today is to convince you that the Holy Spirit has His ministry on earth here. And His ministry is to help us. He is doing many things for us and with us. And we can see many, many scriptures. In fact, I want to say that every part of our life should be even 24-7. The Holy Spirit should be involved in our life. Everything finances, marriage, work, surgery, being a doctor, being a teacher, driving, talking to your kids, talking to your spouse. He should be involved in every single step, every single minute of your life. If you don't get him involved, you miss a lot of blessings. He was given to us by the Father for our benefit. But unfortunately, many times Christian churches talk only about Jesus, which is nothing wrong, we should talk about Jesus. Talk about only the Bible. Talk about the Father. But rarely we hear about the Holy Spirit. And we never seen example of people who walk in the Spirit. So when you don't see example, it's hard to practice because you need somebody to show you the way to do it. That's why our church wants to train God's people how to walk by the Spirit of God. Let me read one scripture at a time or certain passages at a time here. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. We have weakness. We don't know what's going on with people's life. We don't know even in our own life what is going on. We don't know the answer, how to resolve the problem. We don't know what to pray for our dad and our mom. We are weak. We are human. We don't know everything. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And He who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. God who searches our heart knows the mind of His own Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. If you want to Be an effective prayer warrior. If you want to pray according to God's will, I'm writing the series, teaching called Steps to Get the Answer of Prayer. Seven steps. And definitely one of the steps is to know what the Word of God says. And another step is to pray according to the will of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the one who can help us to pray according to the will of God. We don't know what to pray for. Maybe our dad traveled to another city and some dangers are happening to him and we don't even know. Then the Holy Spirit wakes us up and tells us to pray for our father or our wife or our spouse and we keep praying. And sometimes we don't know what to pray in English or in our own language. So the Holy Spirit will pray like groaning or pray in tongues for that situation according to the will of God, because we don't know what's going on. So He helps us to intercede for people. And this is very powerful. I have been practicing this habit of praying in the Spirit, either pray in tongue, or when I start to pray, I begin to hook up my spirit to the Holy Spirit inside me and ask the Holy Spirit to tell me what I need to say, what I need to pray, every single step. I listen to the Holy Spirit and pray at the same time. And that's how I pray. Even in the big prayer meeting, I come to the intercession prayer meeting on Saturday. I will pray and listen to the Holy Spirit all the time and pray according to the leading of the Holy Spirit because that will be the best. God Himself tell me and you what to pray. And that's going to be the perfect will of God. The answer will come. How many people have experienced that sometimes you are weak and you don't know what to pray for? You need to learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Listen to His voice. Amen. Every believer should hear the voice of that shepherd. We should practice listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Turn on, tune your radio station into that voice of God. Listen to the voice of God 24-7. Amen. Everyone say, He helps me. To pray, First Corinthians chapter two verses twelve to thirteen. Not only the Holy Spirit helps us to pray; the Bible says we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. God is the good God; He is a giver. As I mentioned a while ago, He's love and He gives, and He has freely given us so many good things, but the reason we don't get it because we don't know or we don't understand. It's like if you change from Taiwanese citizenship into American citizenship, you change citizen, but you don't even know your right in America. Some of the bad people are going to take advantage of you because you don't know your right. That's why sometimes you need to go to the lawyer because they know what our right is in the US. Amen. The same thing, many people don't know what they should receive from God. But the Holy Spirit will reveal to us. This is what we speak. This is what Paul said. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit. Expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. Everything about God is spiritual. And God wants to reveal to us spiritual truth. That even University of Washington cannot teach you. Amen. Any professor at the U cannot teach you spiritual truth. The only person can teach you the spiritual truth is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. So we need to be hooked up to the Holy Spirit. And when we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will teach us every single word, every single sentence, what it means, how we can apply it, what belongs to us, what we should do, what we should not do. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. If you want to teach the Word of God, you need to teach the Word of God by the inspiration and by the leading of the Holy Spirit, not by human intellectual. I remember many years ago, I went to pastoral meeting and the pastor was very smart. He used all kinds of smart technique to talk to all the leaders. And I feel so dry. I could not even... Practice what he talked about. And one day I went to a revival meeting with Pastor Da in Florida. But the preacher was preaching from the Holy Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me right away. It's so convicting. It just get deep into my heart and I walk out of there and I remember everything he said. The Lord told me. Because head, speak to the head. Or spirit, speak to the spirit. Right away I got the message from God. You can be either the teacher that teach from your head, your own intellect, to the head of people. Head, hit the head. Or the Holy Spirit on the inside of you speak through you into the inner part, the spirit of people who are listening. And the Holy Spirit is a teacher. So He will speak the spiritual truth into the heart of people. And if they listen carefully, their life will be changed. How many people want to teach the word from the Holy Spirit? How many people want the Holy Spirit to be your teacher, guide you, teach you. When the Holy Spirit teaches you, I can guarantee, when you listen to some sermons, you can tell right away that statement was wrong. That is man's idea, not from the Bible. When I listen to certain teaching, the Holy Spirit will speak to me all the time. That is man's idea. Don't get it. Throw it away. This is God from God, yes. This is from man, no. I discern by the Spirit what is from God and what is from man. Amen. He is the teacher on the inside of you. That's why every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit and know the Holy Spirit and hook up to the Holy Spirit and depends on the Holy Spirit. I'm going to keep saying this until you get it. I don't want to talk theory here. I want you to do it. I want this to become your lifestyle. This must be your lifestyle. Not just theory on Sunday or in the church, but every single day. When I perform surgery, I listen to the Holy Spirit. When I look at the films, every single day I saw about 20 patients. When I put the films up and look in the x-ray box, the Holy Spirit teach me what is going on in this picture. What kind of surgery should I perform? What kind of word I should say to the patient? Tell me, take my eye to see what's going on there. Help me, Lord. All the time, I connect to the Holy Spirit all the time and ask the Holy Spirit to tell me exactly. He is the teacher. He tell me exactly what to do, what to say. And you teach spiritual things in the Bible. Amen? If we know this truth, we should be people who are hungry for the Spirit of God. Even the Bible invites you. God invites you to come and receive the Holy Spirit. He is so good. He is so loving. He said, come. Come and receive the Holy Spirit. Come and be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Revelation chapter 22 verse 17, the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him who hears say, Come. Whoever is thirsty. This is not about physical water. This is about the Holy Spirit. Whoever is thirsty. I cannot be thirsty for you. You need to be thirsty yourself. But I know one thing. I'm thirsty for the Holy Spirit. Let him come. Whoever wishes. Let him take the free gift. You don't even have to pay money of the water of life. The water of life is the Holy Spirit. God say, come, I want to give you free of charge. But the key is you need to stir up your heart to be thirsty, to be desperate for the Spirit of God. You need to come to the point of your life and say that, God, I cannot run my life by my own strength anymore. I need you. I need your teaching, I need your help, I need your power, I need your anointing, I need your guidance, Holy Spirit, I'm going to come and drink, I'm going to come and be filled with your water. We need to have that kind of spirit. And I pray that the believers in the end time like this, in this century, 21st century, we will be that kind of believers. We will not just walk in the church, sit there and keep looking at the clock, the watch, when the service is going to be done, hurry up, one hour dry clean service, preaching 10 minutes and go home. And then go home and you run your own life. You don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. You don't even talk to the Holy Spirit. You don't know how to hook up to Him because you go to the one hour dry clean service. You go home and you don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. And you never be challenged to be thirsty for the Spirit of God. You never even know that God is calling you and say, come, come and get the water of life. I want to give to you. Amen? If we really know the Holy Spirit. One of the things that will happen to you, I mean, I say this from my own experience. I'm not teaching just from the paper. This is my own experience. The, every Sunday, I want to tell you the truth. Every Sunday, I get filled with the Holy Spirit. The fire of God touched me. If I don't lay hand in the morning, I lay hand in the afternoon anyway. So every Sunday, the Holy Spirit will touch me. The more he touched me, the less of me. And the more of him come up. And now I understand when Apostle Paul say, I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. But the life that I live right now, I live by the love of the Son of the living God. Now I understand more when he say, I decrease and I died. I am crucified. It's not about pass allow anymore. But it's about Jesus in me. When you are so filled with the Holy Spirit, what happened? You will know Jesus and your life will be full of Jesus because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. If you notice, our human life is like a container. Whatever you fill in, it will flow out. Your actions and your words reflect what you feel in your life. For example, if you watch bad movie all the time, you're going to talk about bad things all the time. If you think about money all the time, you fill your life about money, money. You're going to talk about money all day long. But if you fill your life with the Holy Spirit, you're going to talk about Jesus. Jesus will be glorified. You want to please Jesus. Okay, I do this. Do I glorify Jesus? Do I help Jesus to be known? Jesus is going to be on inside of you all the time. That's why the devil doesn't want the church to be filled with the Holy Spirit because he wants you just to have tradition and religion in the church. And just go and do and social, go eat some latte and talk, see a beautiful woman, find a girlfriend in the church, find a job, and Jesus is out of the door. You never even think about Jesus all week long. But if the Holy Spirit fill you, what happened? You're going to think about Jesus all the time. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you to glorify Jesus, will love Jesus. Amen? The Holy Spirit is so important to the church, so important to the believers so important and the devil would do everything to stop the Holy Spirit from moving in the church by wrong teaching, by bad experiences. Maybe you see some YouTube or see some charismatic preacher on the TV that you see that they're doing some wrong thing and they label everyone who feel with the Holy Spirit that they are bad. So you're not going to go to charismatic church that believe in the Holy Spirit because you have bad experience from one TV program and you label everyone who's filled with the Holy Spirit that they are bad. That is a scheme of the enemy. This is not true. There are so many good, spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, fire, preachers who are living a holy life and doing the right thing out there, but they are not in the TV. Amen? One day God spoke to me. Do you notice that the 12 disciples when one was replaced by Matthias, only two mentioned in the Bible, or only three, James, Peter, and Paul, in the book of Acts. The rest, the, the names all disappear. And the Lord spoke to me. There's so many good preachers out there that are not on the charisma magazine and on the TV. Their name disappeared. No one know about them, but they are doing the right thing. Amen? So don't listen to the devil. The Holy Spirit is real. He's so important to the point that God the Father said this in Isaiah 63 verse 10. Yet they rebelled and grieved His Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy and he himself, mean God the Father himself, fought against them. So the Bible warns us that the Holy Spirit is so important to the church that if you're against the Holy Spirit, you are against God the Father himself. God takes it seriously. This is a serious issue if you offend the Holy Spirit. If you lie to the Holy Spirit, Ananias and Sapphira die, drop dead because they lie to the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. Even Jesus warned the Pharisees and the disciples that if you blaspheme or speak against the Holy Spirit, that sin of blasphemy will not be forgiven. Wow. Both God the Father and God the Son recognize the importance of the Holy Spirit so much. How much more we should give the significance and importance to the Holy Spirit in the church and in our life. Amen. John chapter fifteen, verse twenty six. When the counselor comes, mean the Holy Spirit comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me, mean about Jesus. The more you are filled with the Holy Spirit, the more you will know Jesus, love Jesus. And live for Jesus. He comes into the world to make Christians love Jesus and know Jesus. Amen. You cannot know Jesus by your own intellectual brain. This is a spiritual thing. You know Jesus by reading the word and by the work or the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We need to welcome the Holy Spirit. King David knew that it's so important to be filled with the Holy Spirit. King David said in Psalm 51 verse 11, Do not cast me from your presence and take your Holy Spirit from me. I mentioned to Pastor Dad that at this time of my life now, I come to the point that there's nothing is more precious than the presence of God. Amen? If I have to choose between church ritual function and the presence of God, I choose the presence of God. I don't care you have nice party and nice function, but if the presence of God is not there, I don't want to be there. It's a waste of my time. In other words, we are looking for the presence of God. Amen? The key is the presence of God. And King David said, I don't want God to take the Holy Spirit from me. The Holy Spirit has a special character. When we talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you can see that there are three distinct persons in the Godhead. God the Father in the Old Testament, when somebody did something wrong, he took action right away. But Jesus, when somebody did something wrong, he was so merciful and he would correct and rebuked and say something to correct that person and he walk away. He didn't pull a knife out and kill people. He just corrected, gave the truth and walked away. But the Holy Spirit has a special character. If you sin and you reject and you deny the Holy Spirit, he will quietly leave without even telling you. Look what happened to Samson, what happened to many, many ministers in the body of Christ. The anointing disappear because he was so gentle. Amen? That's why King David said, Don't leave me, please. Holy Spirit, stay with me. In John chapter 16, verse 7, 13, and 14 say, But I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you. Everyone say guide. How many people want a good guide? I want the best guide. Who is the best guide in your life? The Holy Spirit. Into all truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears. I mean, He hears from the Father. And He will tell you what is yet to come. He's not only guiding you, but He is also telling you the future, what's going to happen. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So Holy Spirit works in our life to bring glory to Jesus. Amen. And He will tell you what's going on. He will guide you. You will not make a lot of mistakes. You will not make wrong comments because the Holy Spirit tells you what to do and guides you every single day. He's such a loving person. He's the best person. He is the real person, okay? Holy Spirit is not just an abstract. He's the best person that you can hang out with. He will never disappoint you. He always helps you if you cry out to Him. Amen. He's the most faithful and reliable and trustworthy and powerful person that you should hang out with. How many people want to hang out with the Holy Spirit all day long? I want to hang out with the Holy Spirit 24-7, 365 days a year. I want the Holy Spirit to be around me all the time. Amen. Everyone say, He teaches me. He helps me to pray. He glorifies Jesus. He makes me love Jesus more. He makes Jesus become more real to me. Even though I never seen Jesus. But He becomes so real in my heart because of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love. We're talking about agape love. Unconditional love. Into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom He has given us. God said love is the most important thing. God is love and He wants us to walk by love. You cannot love people very well with your own love. Our love is so limited. Our love is so conditional. Our love can dry out, can drain out. If you let the Holy Spirit fill you and keep pouring the love of God into your heart, that love will never dry out, will never stop. It will keep running and growing and moving all the time. You will love the unlovely. You will love even your own enemies. Amen. Amen. The more you hear this, you can see now why the devil doesn't want the Holy Spirit in the church because he wants the believer to fight each other and hate each other and split the church instead of loving one another. We need the Holy Spirit. How many people agree with me that you don't love enough yet? How many people believe that you can grow more in love how many people believe that this container, your body, your heart can get more love inside? Who's going to give that love to you? Pastor Lao? No, not Pastor Lao. Holy Spirit can pour out that love. Amen. Sometimes I sat in the Chinese restaurant. Pastor Dai and I like to go to Chinese restaurant. And we sat there and we saw all these Chinese people walking. You know, I used to think in a human way, Oh, these people speak the language I don't know. Oh, just so loud. But lately, the Holy Spirit working in our life. When we sit there eating the Chinese food, we look around. Oh, these people need God. (laughs) God loves them so much. How can I get them to church? Oh, love them. Sometimes you even see some nasty person do some nasty thing. Before I became a Christian and before I was filled with the Holy Spirit, when I saw some nasty people, I said, hmm, you don't know. I can front kick, side kick, round kick. I'm 3rd degree black belt. I can sidekick you. I don't like your face. (laughs) But when the Holy Spirit is moving, even with a nasty person around you, you look at them. God loves you. You don't know what you are doing. You just sin because you are a sinner. So sinners only know how to sin anyway. So you sin because you're sinners. And God loves sinners. And I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to do everything to help you to come out from this sin. Amen. Love from the Holy Spirit will make your worldview. When you look outside, you look at the things different way. Because the love of God is so filled. You look at people, you forgive people easily. Amen. A few days ago, I was driving too slow on the ramp from Kirkland. Go home and somebody behind me turned on the light and howl, and then drive fast by me and put the finger up. And I was thinking, what did I do to you? I tell you, if this happened many years ago, my car is fast. I'm going to pass you. I'm going to go like this and go and give another finger to you too. I don't know if you have that experience or not. This is just happened yesterday, actually, on the freeway. I come out from Kirkland to go on four or five. You know, in my heart, oh God bless you. <laughs> oh, calm down, calm down. God loves you. I did not get mad. Oh, many years ago, big problem. The flesh will rise up. You don't know who I am. <laughs> It's good to have the control of the Holy Spirit. This Sunday, I'm going to talk about self-control. Don't miss the church, please. Don't miss the church. I will remember, I tell you, if you miss the church, I know. I really know. I'm not kidding. I know who missed the church on Sunday. No matter who you are, I know everybody. (laughs) Praise God. Acts chapter 10, verses 19 to 20, we just read, about the story of Cornelius? Cornelius was a devout man in Acts chapter 10. He feared God, he pray, and he gave arms or give money to the poor. and then God visited him by the, an angel, gave him a vision, asked him to send two of his servants and one of his military guys to invite Peter to come to meet him, to preach the gospel to this household. God still used human to preach the gospel, not the angel. Is it interesting? The angel visit him instead of preaching the gospel. No, God still used human to preach the gospel. So he has to invite the man to come and preach the gospel. Acts chapter 10 verses 19 to 20, Why Peter was still thinking about the vision, God gave the vision to Peter. Why Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. If you read the book of Acts, from the book of Acts chapter 1 to the book of Acts last chapter, you can see that the Holy Spirit was involved in every single detail of the ministry of the early church apostles and disciples. You go back home and read the book of Acts. All the things that they did at that generation, the Holy Spirit was leading them. In this situation, Peter did not know about Cornelius and his household. They were living in the different cities. Cornelius was even a Gentile. He was not a Jew. But the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter, go down and go with the three guys to meet Cornelius. What we learn from this story is in our daily life and ministry, we should listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell us where we should go, who we should talk to or what ministry we should join, who should be associated with. He will guide you every single day. What to do, what not to do. Why he needs to do that? Because we have only 24 hours a day. We cannot do everything. Amen? So you listen to the Holy Spirit in your job, in your ministry, everything. Driving, talking to people, talking to your boss. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He will talk to you. You need to get your heart open, dependent, humble, seeking. Learn how to hear His voice all the time. Practice that way all the time, 24 hours a day. Be led by the Holy Spirit. And He can lead you to a lot of things that you don't even imagine. He can tell you to do something that you never planned before, but God leads you there and you, wow, this is amazing. He led me here and now I see some miracle happen. Amen. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time. Amen? And you will see miracles happen. You will see salvation happen, deliverance happen. And you will not waste your time. Every minute counts. Every minute will produce something because you are led by the Holy Spirit. I know that we all are not perfect. I'm not perfect either. I can miss it. I can sometimes ignore the Holy Spirit. Many times the Holy Spirit told me to do something and I ignore his voice and I pay the price later on. Sometime I was going into the car, going to drive out, and the Holy Spirit told me, you need to get that. Go back into the house and get that thing. And I ignored. I drove out, and when I got to the place, oops, I should have listened to him. If I had brought that thing with me, it would be better. But because I did not listen to the Holy Spirit. Since then, I listened to the Holy Spirit, and he saved me so many times to get something into my car, to talk, to call some patient, or to not to operate on some patient. One time we lost our passport in Bangkok in a taxi, and we have to make decision what we're going to do because we're going to fly that night and no passport. How are you going to go home with a passport? Then we pray, ask the Holy Spirit what we should do. My flesh is to go to the police station and to call the radio station, announce in the whole city, who get my passport. Could you please come to my home? I will pay you 1000 bucks or something. I need my passport back. That's my flesh. But the Holy Spirit told us, don't do anything. Just sit there in that room and keep praying. And you need to understand, when I got out from the taxi, he did not even know where I was. We never told him where we were going. So we just sit there for about 20 minutes. The taxi driver showed up. He said, I guess you are here. And he handed the whole package of the... Five passports, I, Pastor Dad, Joy, Thani Da, and Paul, all the passports came back to us within 20 minutes. Can you imagine if we had left the building, we would miss him and he would never find us? Because that passport, the address is in America, not here, not in Bangkok. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Sometimes it's a life and death issue. Sometimes it may be little things like parking or buying some clothes, saving your time. You don't have to go back to exchange it. Sometimes it's a big deal, like marriage. The Holy Spirit may tell you, don't marry that guy. He looks nice. He's sweet. But in a few days, he's going to be an- another man. So be careful. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So we learn tonight. We continue next time, okay? The second part. We learn tonight that the Holy Spirit is involved in our life in every aspect. Prayer, learning the Bible, learning spiritual truth. He is our teacher. He invites us come. And received Him. He is important. He will help us to know Jesus. And He will fill us with His love so that we can love people. And He will guide us. He will speak to us like He spoke to Peter. He guided Peter. He spoke to tell him what to do. So we should be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We should get to know Him and be led by Him. Amen. Many years ago, I was in a Baptist church. I did not know anything about the Holy Spirit. Then somebody told me about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. And I got baptized with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues in 1983. But then I still feel that something missing. I could not hear the voice of the Holy Spirit very well until 1996. The Holy Spirit spoke to me in our church camp that year. He said, you're missing one more thing in order to get deeper into my spirit. Go to that city and I will teach you. I'm going to fill you with something. I did not know at that time what it means. So I obeyed God. I and my wife drove to Portland to a meeting down in Portland. We went there just to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. He said, go to that meeting and you're going to receive something today. And from that day on, your life will never be the same. In that meeting, God touched me with his fire. I was drunk in the Holy Spirit. I understand now when the Holy Spirit fills you up and he just marinated you take over every single cell and every single bloodstream. When you drink alcohol, the alcohol get into your bloodstream and take over all the cells in your brain, all the cells in your muscle. It really affected you. The same thing when the new wine or the water of the Holy Spirit come and impact you. You get drunk. You feel like you're drunk. And after that day on, my life was totally changed. After I received the file of God. My preaching was changed. My being husband was changed. My being a pastor was changed, being a Christian was changed, and from that on, I started a journey into the deeper things of the Spirit. I began to understand more of the Spirit, and the journey in the past many years now, how many sixteen years, has been wonderful. Yes, I know the Word. I'm a man of the Word of God. I preach the Word, but it's not enough to know the Word. We need to get into that journey of getting deeper and deeper more and more of the Holy Spirit. The Bible say that Jesus has the Spirit without measure, without limit. So in other words, God showed me, you can be filled, but the fill for your life may be five. But next year you're filled again, it can be 10. And next year you can be filled, but 15. So even though you're filled, but the measure of the Spirit on the inside of you is increasing and growing. And the more, the better. Amen? The less sin, the less desire to commit sin, the more power to overcome temptation and the more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So we know that you don't graduate in one revival service. Listen carefully. You don't graduate regarding walking with the Holy Spirit in one revival service. It's a progression of 5, 10, 15, 20. The more you understand the Holy Spirit, I need to teach the Word of God. Acts chapter 10, verse 44 to 46 says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. So we need to preach the word to understand about the Holy Spirit, understand about God. We preach. But after that, the Holy Spirit come. How can you receive the Holy Spirit without faith? you need to receive by faith. You need to be hungry. My preaching today is to build your faith. My preaching today is to stir your hunger, to stir, to wake you up and say, yes, my Christian life in the past many years is not going anywhere. I'm missing something. I need more. I'm stirring you up right now. I'm running. I'm a runner. I'm running before you to bring you along with me. Come with me. I'm going every year. This year maybe 100. Next year I'm going to go to 200. How about you? You, Are you coming with me? You may be one today. First time in this meeting. But I hope after this meeting, you're going to go up to five in the Holy Spirit. And the next time, ten. You grow more and more more of the Holy Spirit. And you yield to Him more. There is no such word graduation. Only Jesus has the Holy Spirit without limit. Man can have limit. Like Elijah has double portion of Elijah. There's a limit. If Elisha has five, Elisha has ten. For me, I want a lot. I want without limit. Amen? I'm hungry. Amen? How many people want a lot? How many people want five dollars? Raise your hand up. Five dollars? You don't want five dollars? Really? Wow. You must be rich. Five dollars is too small. How many people want $200? Raise your hand up. Will you take it? Will you take it? $200? Oh, oh, No hesitation at all. (laughs) How many people want one million? How about ten millions? You say, oh, I don't have to work anymore. Put in the board and I can live all the rest of my life. Why don't you do that with the Holy Spirit? You have one, you want five, you want twenty. Amen. More. More of him. This is my experience. I know because I experienced it the past 16 years. Every year I have more of the Holy Spirit inside me. I can tell. The Holy Spirit is a person. You can feel his presence. That's why the Bible compared the Holy Spirit to rivers, to fire, to wine. You can feel. You keep compared to the material so you can feel the amount inside you. I know this year I have more than last year and more than 10 years ago. I know and I know. And I say it's so wonderful to have more. It's so good. Amen. Amen. You can sit with me another two hours. I can explain to you how wonderful it is. I don't have time right now. But it's wonderful to have more of the Holy Spirit. Now I know how Jesus feels when he walk around with the Spirit without measure. Oh, I believe Jesus was so happy. The Holy Spirit without limit, we should be seeking to have more. Amen. Amen. Hungry, thirsty, yielded. Let him touch you. Let him feel you. The key, number one, hunger. Desperation. Yielding, Holy Spirit, you can do whatever you want in my life. He worked with a yielded vessel. He cannot work with resistant vessel. If you resist, he walk away. He is a gentleman. You need to yield. Amen? You need to surrender and you need to be hungry. That's why he said, come and drink. Come and take. If you are hungry, I will give to you. And he will give you little by little. So that you will grow little by little. You cannot handle big one right away. Your body cannot handle big one. So every time you come, you get a little bit more. And as years go by, you get more and more and more. Amen? Actually, you think that when I lay hand on you on Sunday, oh, pass aloud, you will be tired. I tell you, I enjoy it. Because the Holy Spirit is passing through me. I get the anointing at the end of the service. I was so filled with the Holy Spirit myself. Because the Holy Spirit passed through me. Amen? It's wonderful. Amen. Usually by noon on Sunday, I did not get hungry anymore because I was so full with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why you can see that. I, I, I'm not very big because I don't eat a lot. I'm so full all the time with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit is imparted from one person to another person. Like the woman with each of blood touched the garment of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is imparted through a few ways. Number one, Through voice. When Jesus was speaking to the lame man, he spoke and the anointing passed into the lame man and he was healed. Everyone say, speaking. Speaking. A A voice. Two, by the touching or laying on of hand. The Holy Spirit is imparted by the laying on of hand. Three, by the anointing oil. Use the oil to rub on people. That's why we use the word anointing. Three, by cloth. That's why Paul used the handkerchief. That's why when the woman with the of blood touched the garment of Jesus, the anointing passed from his body through the garment into Jesus. So the anointing can pass through the cloth. Nut come here. Come and received. And grab this and received. In the name of Jesus. Impartation of the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Derek, come here. Thank you, Jesus touch my may the anointing of the Lord touch you impartation of the spirit of God right now thank you Jesus impartation of the spirit thank you Jesus thank you Jesus by the laying on of hand don't sigh come here (laughs) hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus By the laying on of hand, may the anointing of the Lord come upon you in Jesus' mighty name right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com To them all gathered in your name, I lift you